0: everyone welcome to another informative episode of green nickel 101 your source for eco-friendly ev nickel discussions my name is leo and i'm john and today we have a returning special guest oyster steve say hi steve hey how's everyone doing excellent steve glad you're back with us um you know what today's episode we're going to be focusing on uh junior nickel mining Uh, Great topic. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is, some of the players, and how do you compare, and how do you judge apples to oranges, that sort of thing. But before we get there, let's quickly recap our previous episode. Battery wars, right? Uh, We talked about the iron phosphate battery configuration versus the nickel X configuration. Nickel,
1: manganese, manganese, cobalt, manganese, aluminum. Right. Reduction in the amount of cobalt for obvious reasons, economic reasons, uh, et cetera.
0: Yeah, the pros and cons. We talked a little bit about the safety issues. It's kind of like a you know, you got these battery fires that happen. First of all, they don't happen very often. It's a technology thing uh, where we've talked about the technology is getting better, but it's not necessarily because of the nickel that these. Fires are occurring. It could happen easily in the iron phosphate. They run a little bit cooler. They're lower voltages. Mm -hmm. But because of that, they have lower energy density, lower ranges. And some of the challenges that come with that in packing them into, you know, vehicles um, that need to go certain distances, it, you know, it just doesn't feasibility doesn't make sense, right? Well, what we were talking, well,
1: the, the important thing to remember, and we talked about this in the previous episode, is that top technology is forward-looking, mm-hmm. and we reaffirm the fact that every technology has its flaws, uh, and and technology tends to address these flaws. So, what's going to be exciting about the battery storage? and energy density moving forward is how they change the chemistries Um, for example you know we've talked a lot about the cathode and how much and how important nickel is within the cathode to mm -hmm. create that energy density but we haven't really talked a lot about the anode Mm -hmm. that's the other half of the battery and there's certainly and the
0: anode is what does that have a more
1: graphene graphite graphite but what they're trying to do is they're trying to replace uh the graphite with silicone, Mm -hmm. and silicone has the ability to hold up to nine times more density, if Mm -hmm. you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. lithium ions, et cetera, than graphite. The problem is that as they get charged with these uh, ions, they expand, Mm -hmm. and graphite only expands about 9%, whereas silicone silicone expands approximately 300%, so it creates a a problem within Mm -hmm. the, the battery.
0: right. And and then we also talked about the electrolytes, which is the part that actually catches fire, right? The electrolytes and uh, the liquid side of it. And moving to a solid state configuration will alleviate a lot of that safety concern. Correct. about the Holy Grail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, that's enough of last week. Let's jump into this week. So junior nickel mining. So, hey, John, why don't you start us off here? Like junior mining, what is junior mining?
1: Well, junior mining... You know, we can go back. I don't want to do the way back time machine again yeah, because yeah, we've done that too many Just times. Just don't put
0: me in a speedo, please. You know,
1: you remember the old saying, go west, young man. There was reasons for that. That probably uh-huh. started with the gold rush, the California Absolutely. gold rush. Prospectors. Opportunities out west. of finding a resource in the ground. So, mm-hmm. you know, you go from having a, having nothing, mm-hmm. a chunk of land, to having a discovery. Okay, what is the discovery? Well, you all of a sudden you... You you do some some digging and you find something that's of interest. You do some maybe some geophysics and this and that. So everything starts with the discovery. Mm-hmm. From the discovery stage, you go to uh, creating a resource. A resource, a little bit more work. You're doing some drilling. Uh, you're you're probably doing a PEA, a preliminary economic assessment, to us to to kind of look at the economics of mm-hmm. it. Then you're moving towards. Um,
0: a production kind of Well, you're moving
1: probably towards, towards a bankable that. bankable feasibility study and some production decisions. So but we'll get into that a little bit more, maybe a little bit later as yeah. we start comparing these juniors. Yeah,
0: just for our audience members, I just wanted to kind of break it out a little bit. Junior mining, for me, like, you know, when I was learning a little bit more about junior mining, I was like, Well, oh, is there a senior mining? Like, what's the difference, right? Um, it's not established. Uh, is maybe one thing we could say. It's not really in productive state. Correct. They haven't gone it's into in production yet. Yes, that's right. and And they're raising a speculative kind of interest in it from an investor point of view, because all this stuff costs money. The PEA, the, the preliminary economic assessment, any feasibility studies, and to, to figure is this bankable or not?
1: More variables. Drilling more programs. More variables involved in in the junior uh, mining space, right? Yeah,
0: setting up the right agreements with the local, you know, indigenous, indigenous peoples. people. Exactly. And that all costs money. There's lawyers. There's accountants. There's drill people. There's people on the ground. That need to do all this work. Geologists. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot about the
1: geologists. Environmental studies and, you know, environmental impact. Um,
0: Uh, Yeah. And the local communities and how they feel about it and all that kind of stuff. So this stuff takes time and money to develop. And that's why we have these junior nickel mining or junior mining in general uh, arrangements where they're 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 prospecting, I guess they're you know looking at what the resource. But you know uh, here's something here's something sort of else
1: thing. interesting because we've touched on on the supply gap a few times. Yeah, it's most likely that this forthcoming supply gap that we've been talking about, uh, where demand responds much quicker than supply,
0: with the EV revolution here yeah, and, and nickel and everything, is in short
1: you know, um, so supply. Supply gap is typically going to be filled by new up-and-coming junior, mi- mining. junior mining companies. But they're you know, the feeders. There has to be an incentive for them, too. Mm-hmm. You can't, well, you know, with, with lower commodity prices, there's no incentive for these junior mining companies to explore and to right. try and get into a production mm-hmm. decision and ultimately get into production. Mm-hmm. So in the nickel space, for example... Um, the number that's talked about that would incentivize these juniors to be more aggressive and, and have a, a higher likelihood of going into production would be $10 a pound. Right. Nickel right now is around 850 mm-hmm. which is still pretty good if you look at historical numbers. It has
0: been going up, I saw. Yeah, in trending the last higher. 24, 36 months, I would mm-hmm. say, right? Yeah. Trending higher.
1: But I think the number that everyone's looking at would be 20000 per ton or approximately mm-hmm. $10 a pound.
0: Let's talk about you know where does where does this money come from? Like uh, what are the, some of the options that these junior mining operations can do to raise awareness or, or you know raise monies to pay for some of these things? Mm-hmm. Anybody want to jump in here?
2: Sure, I'll jump in. <laughs> Great. Go ahead, Steve. Way to go, guys. So uh, uh, raising monies is very uh, good way to avoid diluting the share price mm-hmm. and raising money from different sources allows you to proceed with the exploration and geophysics and the things that you need to do to establish your resource.
0: So what are we talking like raising money? Okay, so you have a share price, you're raising money from investors, there's other ways to raise money as well, right? Well, everyone starts,
1: let me just give a little rewind here. Everyone, most, in most scenarios, companies go public with what traditionally is called an IPO, an initial public public offering. offering. And the money prior to that is they typically would call seed money. You have a few people that have got the ball rolling. They're throwing money into this private company. So the
0: IPO is at the beginning, in the beginning Very stages, close once to the it beginning. goes public, there's yeah. an IPO and you have investment companies that might partake in it from mm-hmm. a private side of mm-hmm. point. And then you also have the public at some point yeah. can jump into the. Yeah.
1: So seed the money step. pre-IPO. Right. Uh and then IPO and then post IPO, you'd have what's called a private placement where okay. companies are issuing shares at a given price to institutions, retail investors to raise money to yeah. proceed with their business plan.
0: I see. And and but so these initial prices are in hopes, obviously, that this share price is going to increase in the continue future. Continue to right? go higher. And So it's really important to understand how do you compare them? How do you judge them apples to oranges, apples to apples? Um, let's talk a little bit about those comparables. So number one, um, we've identified three, right? Let me just name them off. Well, number one, resource grading. Number two, market cap. And number three, capital expenditure. So let's touch on each one of those. How do we compare you know, apples to apples, apples to oranges, apples to pears mm-hmm. when you're looking at these t- different junior mining options, right? So in the resource grading side, what is that? What is that?
1: So the only way to create a resource is through drilling. Okay. Drilling takes money. You've got to raise some money. Again, these things we just talked about, private placement, et cetera, raise money for a drill program. Uh, and you create a resource through drilling. Drilling. Am I, be, am I
0: mistaken, John, to think like how about when they do these electromagnetic kind of you know uh, snapshots of what's the under preliminary the Preliminary geophysics. That's Geophysic?
1: all. I guess uh, I'm, I'm trying to be generic here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the drilling of uh, like confirms it, right? It's confirmation yeah. that what we thought was you, in the ground is in the ground. Geophysics
1: are they never uh, constitute measurable resource. So once you've done drilling, you can do you could you have them. You have an implied and inferred resource. Mm -hmm. You have a measured and indicated resource and a proven resource. Mm -hmm. This all takes place due to drilling and it's actually governed quite stringently, you know. But when you talk about a resource, you're adding all of those values up.
0: Okay. So we got a few different ways to speculate what's in the ground and then we got one way to be confirmed what's in the ground, right? And so during the drill program... They're taking samples. Is that what they're doing? Uh,
1: core samples, oh, wow. splitting them, and At sending them depths. off for assaying. Assaying is chemical, uh, chemically anal- a- analyzing what the composition of the that rock, sample, is. the core sample is. Yeah.
0: And then they figure out. I've seen these like measurements where it's so many grams per ton of each ore. So when you're reading one of these reports. And these drill programs or whatever, they're breaking it down. So, hey, this has which so is much why, nickel. Which is
1: why the, this is such an important <clears throat> uh, factor in measuring and comparing these different companies. How many tons of aggregate and rock and soil do you have to move to get one ton of oh, resource? So, for yeah. example, let's say <clears throat> it's a 1% uh, nickel in a, a resource. Well, you have to move. 100 tons of nickel to get one ton of nickel. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, excuse me, 100 tons of aggregate mm-hmm. to get one ton of nickel, which uh, isn't a bad number. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, in the in the nickel space, I think a 1% grading probably isn't all that bad. It's quite good,
0: actually. Gotcha. And then you can but, figure out your costs from there and figure out what the productivity is. And that's why, that's why the
1: preliminary economic mm-hmm. assessment, which is done by engineers uh, and uh, geologists, etc., Is such an important document in the early stages to compare one junior mining company from the other.
0: Perfect. So we need a PEA to establish what the resource grading is, number one. And the
1: economics. You know, how much money do you have to raise? What's the profitability of the potential profitability? Potential. What's the internal rate of return on the project?
0: Gotcha. And uh, how about number two, market cap?
1: Market cap's a pretty easy one to... um, to assess steve what do you think about market cap
2: it's the uh, the value of the shares uh, multiplied by uh the, the number of shares outstanding yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it you a- your market cap and uh it's 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 a great barometer uh, that's
0: a big mistake eh steve people go well listen buy this stock because it's only 10 cents and this other one's like a $1. dollar fifty Right, And what's the big mistake in that kind of well, They're a not
2: calculating the, the number of outstanding shares right. uh, on the open market. And one of the great things about junior mining is you can pretty well know, after what John's point was to seed money, how many shares are on the open market and how many are held by... Um, Insiders or uh, institutions or or or, people or or private placements Mm -hmm. who are responsible for the value of the resource going forward.
0: So uh, number two, the the whole market cap assessment and outstanding shares helps us determine and be able to compare one junior mining opportunity with another as far as like apples and oranges. Yeah,
1: you would say, well, so we know what what the... uh, the, might be the preliminary economic assessment is you kind of get a gauge, a barometer of the economics of a project and a mm-hmm. resource and what it costs to go into production and everything. But, you know, it's a simple barometer. You take the shares outstanding. Multiply it by the share price, and at least you have a, a gauge of where you stand compared to some other companies out there. Easy okay. information to find out, too, just by going to company websites, et cetera. Makes sense. Click on investors, and they'll provide you with all that information.
2: Makes total sense. Yeah, all the uh, all the analysts love that's their starting point. But regardless of whether it's junior mining or commodities or different equities, that's their starting point is the market cap, share price. And they want to look at the balance sheet. How much cash do they have and where do they get it? So, uh, and I think um, one of the things that John and I were talking about the last uh, year or so is that three years ago you didn't get a junior mining story in the mainstream news or a podcast or any attention, and now we're getting a lot of attention into junior mining, and specifically in uh, in in Canada and Ontario, you know, where where we're focusing on today, and uh, I think it's I think it's a great a great story and a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, uh, number 3 though. Let's let's jump into 3 capex. So, um, you know, how how much capital expenditure is required to go into production. Yeah, huge,
1: very important aspect of any project. And again, this is why you know, for as much as people say there's too many variables in a preliminary economic assessment, a PEA, At this stage of the game, when you're talking about junior mining, it's such an important document and at least pointing you in the right direction. Yes, there's a lot of variables in a preliminary economic assessment. That's by definition, it's preliminary, right? Uh, But it at least gives you a sense of where you're going from an economic point of view. So what is CapEx, capital expenditure? What is the cost of going into production? So So it's a great way to measure one company from another. From
0: another. Okay. So give us an example. You got, let's keep it very generic at this stage, right? Company A or, you know, junior mining option A and junior mining option B, you have one that has a certain resource grading. It has a certain market cap, certain price per, you know, share, certain, you know, volume out there, not volume, but outstanding shares. And you can compare those. That's great. But then the big question is, how much money will it take to get that A and B into production? Those can be, that could be like the the winning or losing. Of course. That could be the deciding factor right
1: there. You know, there's a number of companies out there, and I'll ask the audience. We're going to give the audience a little homework assignment. And this is so easy to do. And a lot of times, it's just going to a company website, doing a little bit of research. A lot of, again, we're in the nickel space here. So we're talking about junior nickel companies. Um, a lot of them may have a cap X north of a billion dollars. Is that common?
0: A billion dollars. Well, I mean,
1: you look at the economics again. It'll be spelled out in the PEA, and mm-hmm. that will that will ultimately determine what your internal rate of return on the project. So is. this will be in the PEA
0: information document.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you know you have a project a company A north of a billion dollars to go into production. Mm-hmm. Company B. Oh, geez, it's only two hundred million. Why is that? Mm-hmm. So. You got to you got to you got to
0: read between the lines. You got to. Yeah,
1: typically, it's because of <clears throat> higher grade resource, uh, more accessibility. You know, to electricity, power? Yeah, to yeah, power, yeah, 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 and all yeah. that
0: kind of stuff. Um, and you know, we 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 didn't talk about time, right? So we talk about money, but time is a very important thing. Like, I don't have all the time in the world to wait for this junior mining uh, opportunity to you know. Be fruitful. So, are we talking one year? Are we talking two years? Are we talking 10 years?
1: Talking, you know, if uh, I don't have the statistics bang on, but I will tell you right now from discovery to production, I bet you're 10 years.
0: So we're not talking small, you know. We're not no. talking you know nickels and cents, no pun intended, folks. But uh,
1: <laughs> and and this is why it's so important to choose your junior mining company wisely, because these are the guys that are going right. to be filling the supply
0: gap that we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. This forthcoming supply gap. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, and let's let's bring up some examples. Okay, now again, we're we're not here to uh, you know pick one over the other. You guys do your own due diligence. We've done ours, obviously. It's Not a competition. Not That's a, a good point, Leo. Yeah. It's a journey.
1: I, well, it's you know, it's not a
0: destination. It's people, a journey,
1: right? People feel threatened. You know, you say something good about one company, something bad about another. Oh, all of a sudden, it becomes a competition. And this is what I like to look at when I'm talking about mm-hmm. the junior Canadian space mining space. Yeah. You know what I want to compare it to? Mm-hmm. I want to compare it to. Team Canada. The World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Remember the World Juniors? Yeah. These I young guys it. come, they get together, they compete against other countries. Love watching. Okay. World Junior Hockey Tournament. Right. Great so hockey. All of these junior mining companies, noront Canada Nickel, FPX, Talon, Giga Metals, Tartizan Nickel, Nickel Creek. I can't they're all we're all on the same team, all of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're everyone's on the same team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to win together or lose together. So it's important not to feel threatened by each other's successes, learn from each other's successes and try and grow together. But it's more like, well, which member of the team is uh, Connor McDavid? Who's mm-hmm. going to score the most goals? Right. Right. The team's going to win at the end of the day or lose at the end of the day right. together. Good the point. Canadian junior I mean,
0: it's space. all there to help fill yeah. in the supply hey, chain gap.
1: Nothing wrong with, hey, and last time I checked, getting assist, an assist is still a point. It's the same as getting a goal.
0: Yeah. One, one, one resource I want to want shout out to everybody, uh, ceo.ca. It's going to be in our bio. Great resource to look up uh, a lot of these junior mining stocks, of it'll course. tell you everything about their outstanding shares, their, mm-hmm. you know, their... their How their, much
1: insider
2: holdings. Uh, insider
0: are. holdings, what their market cap is.
2: They also have a chat. They have they a chat, have a which chat. is great
0: too. Um, and, you know, we, listen, you guys can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle's uh, Green Nickel 101 as well. And we'd love to talk to you a little bit more about uh, what's on your mind. But uh, the, you know, I just wanted to uh, let the audience know we're going to leave links in our bio to be able to do, you know point you in the right direction for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think I think again, let's just go Team Canada, go Team Canada, because <laughs> I, I think that Canada has the goods to certainly supply that uh, supply gap, fill the supply gap. All right. And actually, the, I was looking at a resource on on global uh, battery supply chain. Contenders from a national point of view, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, in 2020, I think uh, Canada was ranked three or four mm-hmm. in the battery supply chain. China was ranked number one simply because they control so much of the the battery size supply chain. and how much
0: advantage they have. In-
1: but these numbers will will uh, change on a yearly basis mm-hmm. as, as as we
0: develop and grow. And exactly, yeah, so- I agree. Well, listen, you heard it, ladies and gents. You got some homework. So, you know, we're going to give you some links in the bio. Go in. You've heard some names here. Uh, Maybe give us names that we haven't uh, talked about. And maybe we can dissect that a little bit more in future episodes, answer some questions. And there's certain things that we have looked into already, pros and cons that we like, you know, from one junior mining stock to the other. Uh, But uh, at the end of the day you know you got to break it all down make it you know make sense for you and do your own due diligence uh having said that you know what guys it's time for our spotlight this week's spotlight has been brought to you by tardison nickel
2: TARTISON is advancing its high-grade nickel sulfide project in ontario class one nickel an essential component in battery production the Kinbridge nickel deposit is heading toward a production decision Expanding a resource in an environmentally safe and efficient way. Tardis and Nickel. TN on the CSE.
0: And uh, this week's Spotlight, guys, we're going to give a big shout out to Save Canadian Mining. And, uh, you know, these guys are the Robin Hoods of the junior mining space. Yeah. John, talk to us a little bit about Save Canadian Mining.
1: Well, you know, do you remember way back when we talked about what is involved in, in the junior mining space, and it's almost like crossing the Everglades and then followed by climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. There's so many I was hurdles. looking at
0: the beach, though, in that yeah. there, <laughs> An there, analogy, but that, I got
1: it. There, there's so many hurdles that these companies have to cross to actually be in contention, to take, to have a resource, potentially even go into production. Right. And all along the way, what's happening? You have... These uh, you have things called predatory short selling, yeah. algorithmic trading, naked shorts. The, the the deck is stacked against you for a lot of these these companies that, you know, that these algorithms, they don't even care what the company is. So predatory
0: about. short selling. What, what is that exactly?
1: It's 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 basically the, the profitability of these algorithms that use predatory short selling mm-hmm. is they're just trying to play a few pennies spread. Oh, I see. Uh, between, so
0: they're hoping that stock goes down; they make money. And uh, well, then they
1: flip it for they flip
0: it for a profit. Yeah,
1: and uh, so it
0: has nothing to do with the fundamentals of the no, opportunity. No, 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 no. It's just it's, basically
1: it's, playing. It's, it's based on volume, a technical play of a, 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 a company that mm-hmm. trades lower volumes, which all junior mining companies do mm-hmm. periodically. You know, either trading a million shares a day or ten thousand shares a day. It depending.
0: seems a little unfair.
1: Yeah, and it's, 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 well, it's predatory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, I think that uh, Terry Lynch and the boys over at Save Canadian Mining are doing a lot of work to try and rewrite some of the rules. Actually, they're just trying to take it back to the way, to, mm-hmm. to what's fair and what the rules were a couple, 10, 20 years ago. This, this predatory naked short selling algorithmic stuff has all really developed over the past decade mm-hmm. and it's put Canadian mining at a disadvantage. So, if we're talking about Team Canada, World Juniors, and all this stuff, and we're Fill all in the, the same, supply
0: chain, we're going to have yeah, a problem. A lot of the other
1: countries yeah. don't have to contend with this, too. So, right. uh, he's doing his best along with people like Eric Sprott and a, a ton of other people that are donating mm-hmm. and supporting the cause to try and get uh, Canada and the banks to rewrite the rules to create a level playing field for these junior mining companies.
2: Yeah, I'd just like to add that I think when PDAC uh, gets ramped up again in, in early uh, 2022, it's usually uh, early in the first couple of months of, of, of uh, the year in Canada and Toronto, uh, product, uh, prospectors develop as a miners, huge thing. I think you're going to see a big, big move in regards to saving uh, community yeah, junior So sorry,
0: sorry, expand on that. Is that an acronym? Uh, for- PDAC. So PDAC, Pros- yeah.
2: Prospectors, Developers, and Miners uh, is okay. an association an of association, all junior miners. An association, got minors, it. Yeah, and they all get together in Toronto, and uh, they light up the city for a week. Are they
0: going to protest in front of uh, the regulators and say, hey, fix this stuff?
2: I'm not sure, but I think that you'll see a, a, a push to join. Big and, voice. And, and, yeah, yeah. For everyone to sort of get on board together to to save Canadian junior mining, because if you look at the macro stories, and uh, a lot of them are, hey, let's protect our resources.
0: Yeah, we're gonna put this link in our bio, guys. Read more about it. Um, They actually have a game plan on how they can start changing the, uh, I guess the uh, the op, not the optics, but changing the game, the narrative, the narrative. Uh, and how you know how this predatory short selling is ruining and you know being hurtful to these junior mining it, yeah It limits, uh, opportunities. It limits these
1: ju- these fragile junior yeah. mining companies' ability to raise money
0: right and they're right. already fragile as it is it's I mean it's all about financing right guys right. if you yeah. cannot get financing if you can't get investor. You know, uh, excitement going um, and 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 that sort of thing. It's it's just a tough go. It's a tough go. You get your headwinds already. And the, how many the times have you heard shortage? people
1: say, uh, you know, I don't really like to invest in penny stocks. Oh, all the well, time. Well, guess what? A lot of these great companies will never get out of the 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 stage of being a penny stock if they're constantly getting, getting smacked down by this
0: unfairly. Right. Yeah, unfair trading practices. Well, you know what? We'll leave it at that, guys. You know, we're happy to hear everybody's opinions. Please uh, don't be afraid to uh, speak up. And, uh, you know, without being said, we're, you know, guess what, guys? We've reached the end of our show again. Had a great time today. How about you guys?
2: A great time. Thank you.
0: You know what? Thank you, Steve, for joining us. We'd love to have you come back again. and. you. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We hope to see you next week when we go a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole here. And uh, don't miss it. Let us know what's on your mind. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is GreenNickel101. We'll answer any questions in our next episode. So be sure to leave comments and opine. And remember, we upload new episodes every single Monday. And until next time. Think nickel and, and have, have a, a green, green day. day. See you everybody. <laughs> TARDIS and nickel traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange, symbol TN, or over-the-counter, symbol TTSRF.